Dude, so I'm re- I'm living a real life Nick Cage situation right now, dude, at my house. What are you talking about, dude? I'll post it up on Instagram so everybody can see. But I have a full on freaking colony of bees, like right outside my house, dude. Like right, it's a tree that's it's a neighbor's tree that overlaps and like hits our house, like literally like right over our house. And the, of course, that portion that's right over our house is like. There's like a freaking swarm of bees that just made that place their freaking home. And so now what? we just like don't even know what to do, dude. And it's like me describing it. It's like, or me talking about it. It's like, oh, whatever. It's probably like a couple of bees. Like, no, dude, this is like, like millions of bees all bunched up together and like moving as one. I'm never going to your house until you get bees. <laughs> Dude, if you, guys, if you guys haven't seen that, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, uh, I think it's The Wicker Man, is it? The Wicker Man, or, yeah. No, like the remake of The Wicker Man. Yeah, Nicolas Cage in the remake of The Wicker Man, and it's a scene where he's getting, like, they're putting bees in his head or something. Yeah, they put, like... like uh, basket kind of yeah, thing, Yeah, it's like right? a basket, like, um, like helmet thing, yeah. and it's all full of bees. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like... Dude, it's like... <laughs> Not the bees! He went full cage on yeah, it, dude. Full dude. Nick Cage. What is it? Man, Nick Nicholas Cage has got to be one of the most, like, oddest actors because he can go full Academy Award acting where he's won. I think, believe he's won an Academy Award, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Or been nominated or something like that, right? Well, he won one for, like, was it Raising Arizona or something like yeah, that? Yeah, right. I see. I, I, so I know that he did. And... And and it could go full on, you know, excellent Shakespearean actor, mm-hmm. and then go full the other way into total ridiculous overacting. Like, yeah, campy, just, just campy, like yeah, weird. Just, yeah, dude, it's weird though, man. It, but you know what's crazy though? It's like unlike um, these other. Like, you know, because he kind of, he had his stint as, like, an action star, too, and, like, did the, like, freaking Con Air and Snake Eyes and all that stuff. But, like, instead of staying in that same vein, like, a lot of these other guys, like, freaking uh, Bruce Willis and Silver Stallone, like, they're also trying to make it, like, as a, as an action star. Like, this dude's making some, like, pretty crazy choices, dude, and it's actually something like, have you seen Mandy? I haven't seen it, but I heard... uh a lot of people liked it. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like he goes full cage, but it's like But like in like they it's kind of like like that you know when they say like uh uh in Thor Ragnarok or they're saying like oh you know Jeff Goldblum is at like the peak of his powers of like gold bloominess. Right. Like this dude uh, I forgot something Cosmatos, I forgot what his first name is, but that's the director's name. He uh he uses Nick Cage's like caginess to like like perfection to the point where he can he does so much like he shows so much range from like yeah being like just emoting like such like you know acting or whatever like like being able to be there but at the same time like just going completely nick cage insane too and just being like overacting doing ridiculous stuff um but give it but see i think the thing with nicholas cage is that yeah okay he overacts in a Duffel lot of, bought a dino- he bought a t-rex head dude in real life and well, uh, really? Yeah. Um, but I spent what I, like millions of dollars on it. Well, I know that he was like a huge comic book collector though too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he bought like a lot of comic books, like the first edition of Superman. Yeah, which got stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got it back. Right. So he he 
he's uh, you know he's kind of weird in real life. But no, what I was trying to say was that he he um, in his in his in his uh, filmography mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got these movies that yeah you could tell he was doing some movies for a paycheck. Yeah. But some movies that he did that you just mentioned like Con Air, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about The Rock. Yeah. Uh, Movies that you would think would be campy, but they're great though. Like Con Air is a pretty bad movie in the sense that he he does a really bad Southern accent. Yeah, uh, the movie itself doesn't make sense. He goes <laughs> to jail because he, he's a living weapon. Yeah, like that. dude, I remember that too. That it was, was like, like the worst. You're thing. classified as a living Living weapon. weapon. Yeah, so you are, <laughs> you are. Uh, what is it? You are judged under different rules. Yeah, and it's like what? His <laughs> wife was about to get raped or something. And uh, then yeah, he dude. Defended her and he goes mm. to jail. Terrible. But but given that that movie's entertaining though, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. That movie's great. That movie is a fun movie. That's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um uh, same thing with with The Rock with uh um Sean Connery mm-hmm. and cheesiness and cappiness all over the place but it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. And he does stuff like that where I think these movies are pretty entertaining, man, but and they could be campy but they're still pretty entertaining though. Oh, and I'm always uh I'm always uh, um what's the word disappointed that because uh, I feel like he would have been a really good ghostwriter, but like the the movies that they made, like were like I don't know. I feel like if Marvel would have had that back then, like it would. I think we would have got something like really cool. So I'm hoping that with where Nick Cage is now, that Marvel will give him. I don't know if Marvel has ghostwriter. I don't know if ghostwriter is up was a Fox is. film or were, is that a Sony movie? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. We're going to have to look that up. But, but uh, either way, I hope that at some point Marvel takes that character back and allows him to, um, to uh, um, you know, to do something good with it. <laughs> that's another example, though, of him being, like, way overacting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, freaking Johnny Blaze. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's... Uh, but both of those movies are super cheesy. Like, they're just, like, really bad. Um, so I feel like they can... Uh, I feel like Marvel can do something. That cool movie with that. has a young Rebel Wilson in it. Really? Yeah. She's Which like, one? The first one? The first one. She's a witness, and she's like, "Oh, he's he had a flaming head." Is she does the noise like that? And everything. Oh, really? Yeah, I still <laughs> I remember, remember that. that dude. I remember it's her, dude. Um, yeah, dude. It, it, uh, as terrible, I guess that movie could be. It was still entertaining though. Mm-hmm. Like I still thought Ghost Rider. I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's. I still enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like, like it was still fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Him turning into the Ghost Rider, like seeing Ghost Rider on screen, I still thought it was alright. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't, cool. It wasn't a movie that that like you had to see in theaters. It was a movie that I waited like till mm-hmm. it came out on video. Yeah, it's one of those like uh, what was it called? Like Punisher Warzone. Or I was like, dude, Punisher stuff Warzone like that. is still not. It's pretty crazy it's yeah no the best i'm saying though it's like it's like it has scenes that are pretty good but like cohesively as an entire movie it's like bad like it's not good true it's not but there's like certain parts like the movie starts off with him kicking some dude's head completely off like he kicks the guy one time and like from yeah warzone and then from like the jaw like his his freaking head splits from his like one end of his mouth to the other like it just completely flips over the top it's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it's some cool. crazy stuff, but yeah, there's some parts in that movie that are pretty good. But. You know that movie's directed by a woman too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't care, dude. She was like, gratuitous violence all over yeah, the place. Yeah, dude. She did another one, too. I think she did, like, another movie. I forgot. Um, I don't know. But what we're trying to say is Nicolas Cage is still legit. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. Still, regardless of how terrible he is sometimes. <laughs> and I need to channel my inner, uh, my inner Nick Cage to be able to fight these right. freaking bees in my house. For sure, dude. Hey, uh, you're listening to the Beta Report. Yeah, not the what? Nick Cage Report. No, no. It's this the is Beta Report. The, the Beta Report, guys. It's a brand new episode. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm the con. Con! Thank you, Jay. I want to give a course, little time to simmer. And of course, we got Jay Forever 5. I'm still waiting whatever, for that whatever, other up, up. story when you were five, dude. I know, dude. We haven't had one of those. You know what? It, just, it has to come organically, though. That's what it is, dude. It just has to come naturally. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to force anything right now. It'll come, dude. Eventually, it shall come. It, sh- it will come, dude. And you know what? Came this weekend. It was Shazam, dude. Shazam. Shazam. That's you know we got to come up with our Guadalupe Rodriguez phrase, I guess. Yeah, dude. Power inducing. Power inducing. Power inducing phrase. Well, that's the yeah. main because that's how he gets his power, right? Shazam. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we want to go see this. And you know what, dude? It was actually a pretty good movie, dude. I enjoyed it. Shazam was pretty good, dude. I really liked how uh, Zachary, Le- uh, Zachary, is it Levi or Levy? Or? I've heard of Levi. Levi? Zachary Levi, yeah. Zachary Levi. Um, yeah, so Zachary Levi was great in this movie, dude. He was really good. I, I, I I thought the movie itself was entertaining. And one, you know, we talked about last week. It was a go, no go. Some of us were no go. I was just a go because I was like, I might as well, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm, check mm-hmm. See how it is. And uh, I didn't have high expectations for it. I was like, you know, but um, it was really great, man. It was, it, it was, I don't know about great, but it was really good. It yeah. was, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, the, the kid actors in this movie are great. They're really good. They're, they're fun to watch. They really, uh, gave it um, a lot of heart to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it really is a movie for families, dude. The whole like main story about this is is the uh, story about family, uh, about caring for one another. I guess because they're he, they're in a foster home, but uh, in it itself, dude, these these this family are all people you care about. So it's it was really good. I I really enjoyed it. The jokes are on there. It's not. There's so much more that that you don't see in the commercials. I mean, you do see a couple of them in there, but you see a lot more in the movie, and it's it's uh, it was just really fun, man. I think uh, I think DC has done a good job with this, with with you know putting out something different. You know, no more of this. Oh, let's go dark and brooding, and yeah. you know, it's like no, you know, this is a movie that deserves lightheartedness and and some. Some funny lines in here, but it definitely has some action. Like for families out there, um, like if you want to take your kids, if you got younger kids and stuff, the only thing I'll tell you is that there are like these demons that are prominent in the movie, and they are kind of scary looking for little mm-hmm. kids. I would think it's you know, I have a friend who took his like seven year old, and, and they were like, nope, not having it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. So it was because because they dude, okay. they're pretty. They're pretty bad looking. They're like, dang, they look scary, dude. Oh, really? Like one of them does bite someone's head off. Oh, nice. You don't see blood, but it's like totally chops the head off. <laughs> so it is kind of, you know, like that. But but overall, the fact of these kids and, 
you know, this kids are f- the the sidekick kid, like the. That's what I was gonna say. Kid. I think his name is Jack Dylan Grazer or Grazer or something like that. He was in it too. I don't know. If, did you ever get to watch it? Yeah, I did. The he new was one. In it? Yeah, he was the one that was getting fed all the placebos and stuff, and like his mom was taking care of him. His arm breaks oh, all nasty. That's him. That's right. Yeah, dude. So in it, I remember like to me he, that was like the standout like kid in that movie because he was just like. Like his reactions to things and just kind of like his uh, his reluctance to do certain things like was just funny to me, dude. And he was like, you could just kind of tell he had like a knack for like he he has really good comedic timing. So when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, dude, awesome because he's like, I really liked him in it. Why can't um, I recognize him in the movie? Does he look different in the other one? Uh, in the I mean the other one he has like, I think he has like shorter hair. Is this it? one, I think he has like a beanie all the time. I don't know why I don't recognize him. Oh, maybe because he's wearing a beanie all the time. I don't yeah. know. But uh, I didn't even recognize it. But he's, yeah, he is, he definitely like, you know, in a lot of his scenes, he steals the movie, you know, steals the movie mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, th- th- there's this, <laughs> there's this one funny scene where you see the commercials of when he's getting shot and he's like, oh, you have bullet immunity. Yeah. And then he says, he goes, uh, wait, but we don't know if it's the suit or if your skin is. And then he looks at the robbers, shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. And that was pretty funny. And I was like cracking up at that, dude. So That's was, awesome, dude. I love that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> but uh, the, the the movie itself, they, the, the villains are pretty good. They're not bad, dude. They're, mm. uh, I mean, honestly, to date, this, this, uh, for sure, this is better, or I enjoyed this better than Aquaman. Um, and... It, it's 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 up there with Wonder Woman, dude. I have to tell you, dude. It's wow. Up there with yeah. yeah, 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 dude. So it's it like so. Okay, so we posed the question last week if uh, DC has finally figured it out, um, and we kind of put there there are kind of like like two polar opposites right now because we were talking about uh, Shazam, obviously, and then we were talking about the Joker too. Um, but just like, I guess in the lighthearted realm where it seems like DC's operating a little bit more now with like Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman, um, and now Shazam, do you think it's like they're putting together like a pretty good, a pretty good, uh, lineup roster of, of new heroes and movies? Like, would you say that they've figured it out? So I think they figured it out because of who you're talking about. Like Shazam Maybe because of the kids, it deserves that fam- family mm-hmm. push, you know. Where you know in the comic books, he's, uh, um, what's his name, Billy um, Batson. Uh-huh. He's a kid, so obviously he's gonna have kid tendencies. And then when he says the Shazam word, he you know is obviously an adult. So you gotta have that lightheartedness because they're still kids, you know, right. like going through growing pains and stuff, or you know. Um, uh, oh, I got to tell you, too, the, the whole Shazam turning to kid and back to adult, they did it really well. Oh, like, really? They find the opportunities to do it well, and it's like, I think one, you'll see a commercial, like, when he jumps off the building, he says Shazam. Mm-hmm. He turns it, I thought that was a really cool spot. Yeah. When he's walking, he says Shazam, and all of a sudden he comes up being an adult. Like, those scenes, to me, were, like, really well done, so it was pretty cool. But, yeah, you know, touching your question, I think it depends on who you're talking about, right? Because if you look at, you know, Wonder Woman, it's not... Total brooding, but it's not comedic either. Like, yeah. It's not lightheartedness. Shazam was like that, where it's it's there's some action over there, but it's more lighthearted than not mm-hmm. because it fits the character. But then with Joker, you can't have too much of that because the material there, the Joker was no joke. Yeah. 
for lack of better words. Ooh. Uh, but he, uh, you know, you obviously, I mean, he's he's a he's a maniac. He's psych, psycho, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't exactly have comedy and have it all lightheartedness. So I yeah. think they're doing a good job promoting the, what it is, the mystery and what got him to be the Joker. So, yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, the fact that they had to remove Zack Snyder or he moved himself, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. uh, was a, a good sign, first of all, because it just didn't work. Unfortunately, his vision did not work. Yeah. And they had to move on from that. And we've seen so far, as he's moved on and other people have taken these other properties, they're they're on the right direction, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think, I think DC has figured it out, you know? Like, I only hope that this... As a as a comic book fan, as a, as the as a nerd, um, I I just want the best, right? I just want them to to prevail. You know, I'm not a Marvel fanboy. People always mistake that I'm a Marvel or we're Marvel fanboys yeah. because we love Marvel. And they're just doing it right, and we always rag on DC. But it's only because they, DC wasn't making good movies aside from from Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and we even said Justice League wasn't terrible either. Yeah. So uh, I just hope that this means that yeah they. They've. This is a, a a turning point for DC. They figured it out, and now we're gonna see pretty quality movies. You know, like, um, uh, what is this? Um, the Joker movie, and uh, I think what's coming up next is uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the Fabulous Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't seen anything yet, so I can't even say if that movie looks good or not. I mean, they've had like. Uh didn't they do like a quick little like teaser or something like of character, but like barely stuff? Yeah, they was just like just barely like you see their feet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not into feet. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I hope so, man. I hope DC's figured it out. I hope going on from now that we're gonna see uh, quality movies now. You know, where, where yeah, where they're not trying to poop on their fans, you know, mm. because they think that uh, Batman should be raped or something like that. Right, right. Some... Yeah, and I think it just going on, on what you're saying, I think what they're doing is just playing to the strengths of their source material. Like, they're not trying to there force something that isn't necessarily there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you said, I think you, I, you can go that dark and brooding route with a character that necessitates that, like the Joker, because, yeah, he's like a maniac who does things like sadistic things out of his own pleasure or whatever and is trying to like, you know, uh, kill a bunch of people and and just laugh at it or do whatever. But you can't have that with Superman. You can't have that with like all these other characters that just don't fit that bill, you know? Like that's just not what those characters are. Um, So I think that's the important thing now is that they're going on what the source material is. Mm -hmm. And because DC has like a long history like these characters are old characters and there's like uh like a lot of source material that doesn't involve like the dark and brooding stuff and like you know grounded in reality type of thing um for the most part like you know a lot of it is a little bit more like like uh you know lighthearted and hokey and whatever and and i'm just glad they're like they're confident enough in their in that material to now give it to us in that way like now just kind of presenting to us like what the comics show like what the comics have have done for like years and years and years now we're getting to see that like in you know like on film and stuff so i think that's cool the fact that they're actually like allowing these characters now to just kind of 
be shown in a way that that we've that we know that they're supposed to be seen. I guess. Yeah, for sure, dude. No, uh, but I was gonna ask. Um, what? what? Uh, as far as Zachary Levi as Shazam, like, is the suit distracting? Because I've seen some things, like I've seen the stuff on in like the trailers. Uh, that sometimes it's just kind of like it's hard for me to like take him seriously just because like the suit is distracting to me um and i know that like he he did like he, he did like uh put on like a lot of muscle like because i've seen him in in like interviews or whatever and they've also like shown him like working out and doing all this stuff and he did gain like a lot of, like he's a big dude um or like gained like a lot of, of muscle for this but the suit just kind of seems like it's too like muscly like it's too much you know what i mean like uh, I don't know. It just it just seemed weird to so me. So it wasn't distracting. It it did it does obviously look funny because obviously that's not. I mean Zachary Levi is not that buff, you know. I'm sure he did beef up. I thought I think I, there were pictures of him like training and stuff and everything. Yeah, but, but it's not to the level of what that suit is. Like mm-hmm. that suit is obviously puffed up, you know, to look. A yeah, it's more, like, but it's, it's like a little too much. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it it's not really that distracting i mean it's like whatever you know mm-hmm. like i think the light- lightheartedness kind of takes away from that you know what i mean like okay it's, it does kind of like you know you don't take them seriously at first uh so maybe that's where it helps kind of you know mm. so so no it wasn't really- actually that's crazy if you do think about it that's like that's actually pretty pretty clever if you think about it like just seeing it from like that perspective where you look at you're you know they they've kind of set you up already to go into the movie not really taking him seriously um but then like as the story progresses then you do so maybe that kind of like fades away like your perception of that character just based on like optics or whatever just looking at him be like oh that looks weird because he looks like you know that that guy's not supposed to be that big but as like the the story progresses, maybe that just kind of like doesn't even matter anymore because well, I mean he's Billy Batson. The, the character a, kind of as, takes over as a kid, right? Then he says, you know, when he gets the, his powers transferred and he becomes big, mm. like, he doesn't know that he's. By the way, there is a little nod to the movie Big Tom Hanks. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, there's a giant piano keyboard thing. I cannot confirm nor deny the existence. Of course, of I mean, what else? What else can they do from that movie that's yeah. like more iconic than that? Um, but, uh, but what I was saying is that, that, uh, you know, he's still Billy Batson in Zachary Levi's body. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it would have been a lot different. I think if it would have been distracting, if he would have been like Shazam and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm a superhero now and very mature and I don't make my, I make wise decisions. Uh, And if he's in with that, then, then, then at that point, I think you're like, okay, that looks ridiculous that he looks buff and everything. You know what I mean? But I think because he's still a kid and he's like, you know, kind of like figuring out like what to do and how he can fly and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. So that it, 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 it goes well with, um, the look and how the episode, you know, how the, the the super suit I guess looks yeah. on him so no no so to answer your question it's not that distracting really one criticism that I did hear was that um there like the pacing might have been a little bit off um that it might have taken a long time for him to start doing like superhero stuff where a lot of it was just kind of revolving around him figuring out his powers 
and his dynamic with his foster family uh, before uh, he starts fighting against like Mark Strong, uh, was it Doctor Savannah or Silvana? Silvana. Silvana. Um, so before he even comes into the picture, or like them, because I guess there's a there's a point where they they kind of meet, but they don't really like fight, and then um, and then there's like a big like climactic like fight towards the end, uh, but I guess that doesn't really pay off uh, until the end, like their their confrontation. There's like no real build up to that confrontation. I don't know if that's true or not, or like how you felt about that. I didn't think so. I thought the pacing was fine. I think uh, there were there were scenes, there was stuff that I, it was for the story, and they were doing a good job, I guess, because the, the just the choices he was making as a kid, uh, and when he has his powers, were kind of like, oh my god, why are you doing that? You mm-hmm. know, but but it, it it's the story. It goes well with the story itself. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I thought the pacing wasn't bad. I think it. it uh, at least I didn't. It didn't feel like that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it. Uh, you know, they 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 paced it well. To me, I feel like I would appreciate that, like because it's true to, you know, if you're talking about keeping it grounded, like what else would a teenager do? Like he's not automatically gonna be like, oh, I got powers now. Let me go be a hero and like start fighting crime right off the bat. It's like, yeah, you're gonna use it to like mess around or like to figure out you know like you have a lot to figure out like oh crap what can i do or... and that's what it does so that i think that's believable itself you know, yeah what a kid would do with those with those powers and stuff so um yeah overall dude it's a it's a good movie i mean if you were to go see it in a theater you're not i don't think you'll be disappointed i think you'll you walk away with oh okay yeah it was good like you enjoyed it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that kind of seems like the general consensus too i think a lot of people really enjoyed this movie and we're kind of surprised by how much they enjoyed it yeah. um, because I think people were kind of going in with lo- like lowered expectations. Um, yeah, despite the uh, what some people might say because I've heard some people, like I've seen some posts of some people were like, uh, yeah, like uh, DC is now taking over and I'm like, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see, 22 movies uh, and then Endgame? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, relax, relax. Yeah. Like yeah. this, like to me, like this Shazam is like uh, Marvel's like Ant-Man. Right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, come on. All right. It was good, uh, but it's not going to it's not gonna flip over the uh, the, the, the balance of power right. that uh, Marvel has right now. So, yeah, just relax, people. This is, dude, it's crazy because, uh, I mean, I, I don't think we were expecting to talk about Endgame this episode, but... It's just a trip, dude, how, like, it really is such a cultural phenomenon, dude. Like, I had a, like, a 20 to 25-minute conversation with um, with uh, uh, one of my coworkers who is a, like, 50-year-old woman, I think. Like, talking about, like, oh, man, I'm going to go home. Like, I just bought my tickets to Endgame. I'm going to go home and watch Infinity War on Netflix because I want to remember where all the characters are now or whatever like and it's just like it's it's a it's a a uh, point of conversation now with like anyone dude everyone like everyone knows what avengers is everyone knows what like these marvel movies are and it's just like yeah like it's it's hard to to debate that that like Marvel has taken these like last 10 years and just built up such like huge equity with like people um, and like just audiences across like all age groups, like it's just yeah. such a huge culture phenomenon. Dude. All right, but that's enough. We can't. I know, I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. sorry. Game. 
I'm sorry. That we talked about. Not we did, dude. We did. It's just, it's just you we brought it up, and it's like I just mentioned. I was, I was about say, to get triggered, dude. And say let's talk about it because we're gonna be talking about it to death in about a couple weeks. True so, that. Uh, yeah, the hype is real. That's all it's I can coming. say. Hype is real. But uh, anyways, uh, t- dude. Okay, so let's move on to something else real quick, and something that I saw, and I, I thought we should talk about. Uh, speaking of Marvel movies, and one of uh, Marvel's uh, alums. Alums, is that? Is it, yeah. yeah, I guess we could call him right. Alums is uh, Batista. What's that fool's first name? Dave. Dave Batista. I had forgotten right real quick. Uh, and uh, he's, of course, Drax the Destroyer. And he, <laughs> what? No, it's just like, I'm just playing in my head like all of his freaking lines, dude. Like, nothing goes over my head. Uh, my reflexes are too fast. I'll catch it. <laughs> catch it. Oh, what was that? He goes, I've I've uh, uh, I've discovered the power to become invisible. so yeah. so incredibly still that I've become invisible. <laughs> that because it's like, yeah, like he's so eating like his oh, chips or whatever. Yeah, oh damn, <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. So um, so the crazy hey, and like Dave Bautista's yeah. like ride or die too because he's like hell no, like if you guys don't bring back James Gunn, I'm like like I'm, I'm boycotting this. I'm not coming back. That's legit. So Dave Bautista, he's he's recently. Just recently, he's, he's uh, starting to kind of break out into like a lot of other stuff. He's done other movies, um, and always playing sort of like the henchman and stuff. It's kind of like uh, the enforcer in like every movie. Yeah, yeah. He was in Blade Runner, dude. Forget that part, mm-hmm. though, dude. But he was a replicant with a heart. Yeah, dude. For a little bit of the movie that he was in, but uh, he played. He's played other stuff, but he's starting to kind of do like I think embrace the comedy role. That he was in Drax, because as Drax, dude, he's amazing. He's that character is just too good. It's yeah, like, dude. It's credit to <laughs> James Gunn to find, you know, uh, I guess giving him the right material mm-hmm. to be to be funny. And but Dave Bautista does it does it great, right? Yeah. So now he started. I think there's been like two movies that uh, we just saw trailers for. I'm gonna play one of them. Uh, but one he's playing uh, alongside a, a little girl where he's a spy and he's gonna. Teacher, was it? Is it teaching her to be kind of like a spy, right? I think so. Something yeah, something like that. But it, I mean, it's pretty funny because he's like, like again, embracing that comedy role. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this new trailer, I'm gonna play it right now, and sort of why we wanted to bring it up. But let's put the trailer, and then I'll, I'll talk about why we were uh, we wanted to bring the subject up. Please be a five star ride. By the way. This uh, movie is called Stuber. Stuber. That's what it is, Stuber. yeah. Uber? Yeah. Be cool, be nice. That's Kumil Nanjiani. How do you do? Compton. I'm LAPD. Let's go. Do you have a more specific address? Compton! Stop yelling, neighborhoods. That's not how <laughs> Uber works. <laughs> Hi, ladies. What the hell's going on? You selected the Uber pool option. Uber what? Ladies, official police business. Is that even real? Get out of the car! Go and see your friend. Take this. Oh, I am not touching that. It's a baby gun. It allows you to fire it while crying. You got a shot in the leg. Good for you, man. You're such a fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're scared. 
I have no idea who that is. I wonder who that is, dude. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, dude, that's uh, that's a movie called Stuber. And the reason Stuber. we're bringing it up is that it's a, it's sort of obviously it's a buddy comedy, right? It's Dave Bautista and Camille Nanjiani, who we hadn't we would have never thought to pair those two up together, mm-hmm. right? So we were talking earlier when we were discussing in our in our pre-production meeting mm-hmm. about unlikely pairings right in movies so obviously you got <clears throat> like your 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 uh most um classic pairings right where you have uh Merton uh, Riggs Merton Riggs right uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson then you have uh, Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith uh you also have um what was the other one I was thinking about too uh like the most famous ones when you want to go back to when like in the 80s and stuff. Obviously, there's Paul Newman and... Um, oh, and uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford, right? Yep. One of the uh, traditional, one of the most classic pairings, right? Uh, but then also you got... Uh, who's that? I was thinking it uh, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte in 48 Hours. That's... that's. Uh, you remember that movie? Never seen those movies. Oh, my God, dude. There's two of them, right? Uh, 48 hours and another 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's Eddie Murphy, dude. And Nick Nolte, that's a, such a classic pairing with them, too. Um, I was going to try to do my Eddie Murphy, but I can't do it. There you go. <laughs> Perfect, dude. That's, Freaking I, Eddie I Murphy. Just, I thought he walked in the room right Dude, now. my extent of Eddie Murphy is uh, acting as donkey for Hazel. She's <laughs> like, she's like, be Shrek. And I was like, mm, I could do donkey. <laughs> I could be Donkey. Donkey. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I was just talking about obviously those are the classic ones, but then you have the Shrek and Donkey, Shrek and Donkey. There you go. What's uh, Mike Myers and uh, Eddie Murphy? Mary Murphy, dude. Uh, but what about the non-traditional ones, dude? Like uh, the only the one thing that comes to mind is Chris Tucker and uh, freaking Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Actually, uh, the the day of this recording, Sir Jackie Chan turned sixty-five years old. Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jackie Chan. I hope uh, you don't break a bone on your birthday. Boy, still doing his freaking own stunts in every one of his movies, dude. No way, dude. It's crazy. Next stunt's going to be in a wheelchair. Shout out to that dude. I know, right? Seriously, Seriously man. That dude's crazy. <clears throat> but anyways. He's amazing. So, so, we're, so this came up a subject about, about, you know, which, who are the most, like, uh, unlikely pairing in some of these movies. And of course, like, as we mentioned, uh, Jackie Chan and, and um, Chris Tucker and those Rush Hour movies and stuff. Uh, but who else would be a an unlikely pairing in a movie? Um, and we mentioned Dave Bautista and Camille Angiani, who I'd never 
would have thought they would be paired up in a sort of of a buddy comedy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another one that was sort of out of left field was Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Yeah, right. That's Jones true, Street. dude. And it's like, and it's so good too. It's like the best, dude. The, it is, yeah, it seriously has become probably one of the better like pairings, like buddy cop uh, tandems that we have so far, dude. I just watched Twenty One Jump Street and Tango again. It's so good, dude. And then like just the way that uh, Twenty Two Jump Street ends where it has like the the fake movie titles like the fake movie titles or whatever and then they have freaking Seth Rogen come in yeah. and be like what I've been here the entire time or whatever it is yeah, like yeah, yeah. so good but yeah that's a good one too I didn't even think of that one but that's great one that I feel has been that that Hollywood's been trying to like force feed on us is uh The Rock and Kevin Hart I feel is like a big one that um I feel like they want us to want and uh, I think to varied effect, uh, I actually, but I can say like I'm not into it. I actually like it, dude. You do? Yeah, I do. I uh, see. To me, it's just kind of like I don't know. The Central Intelligence was pretty good. That one was pretty dope. Um, but uh, I feel like in Jumanji, it wasn't like that great. It was like whatever. Um, but but uh, I, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I think they they play well because of. Because of the size difference. The size difference. So it's kind of like the new Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. Dude, why why haven't they made? I don't understand why they haven't done that, dude. With Kevin Hart and it's actually the Rock. it's actually it's like, pretty perfect. It's like, dude, you don't even have to do nothing. I know that we, you know, we've talked about there's no creativity in Hollywood, but yeah, but there's also but, no but, like there's also no uh, guaranteed gold as much as that, dude. But this is one I'd give a pass. <laughs> yeah, How for terrible sure. would be, I would still be down. For uh, freaking twins with Kevin Hart and <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Come Johnson, on, man. dude. I'm all. Oh my gosh. They're brothers? They're twins? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But see, it's like, that's like. I think what made, what made the original twins funny was that, I mean, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's accent, too, just kind of helped with that whole, like. Because it's just a natural accent, so you know that he wasn't just putting it on to for like the sake of comedy or whatever. But like in this one, like, like how would they? Like I don't know. I feel like if they're both, if the, like the only thing that's that's separating them is like race and color or whatever. Like I don't know. If, I don't know. To me, it just kind of seems like oh, I don't know if that's like enough. If there's enough, if there's enough there, I don't know. To make I, it good, I. I'm gonna use my beta report effects powers <laughs> for that. that you're gonna win. save it on that. Yeah, you're right. Dude. Maybe I'll save. I don't it know, dude. Else. I don't know. I take it back. I feel I, like I'd I give it to something I else. I won't spend it on that. Let me let me let me take it back. But I still would like it, like for it to be done, dude. <laughs> like I, I really really do. Um, any other ones, dude, that we can think of that make an unlikely pair? Um, the actually, one that actually worked for me at least that I wish I could have seen more was actually there. There was two of them in this movie. There's uh it was uh, the other guys, and it was Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell, which is amazing. And actually, along those same lines too, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley is like the perfect pairing too. Like those, not, those are that's not I unlikely. Yeah, I guess unlikely. it's unlikely, but I'm just saying like that's a perfect pairing. But, but the Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, I feel like, was like a pretty good pairing. So Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell are also 
so I guess they're another team that I guess they're doing other movies because they did um, Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually not bad. And I those, actually, I, yeah, I do enjoy those movies. They're like actually pretty funny. I, I thought it was pretty funny. It was a joy. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. But there's another one, and actually, in the other guys, that um, it's uh, uh, The Rock and Samuel Jackson. And I feel like if we were to get like, and they they were in that movie for like maybe like the first ten minutes uh, before they like jumped off the roof and like died. Um, but I feel like we we were to get more of the that pairing. The other guys, oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about. Yeah, that, dude. dude. I feel like that would be pretty cool to see. Uh, and speaking of Samuel Jackson, they also have uh, with Ryan Reynolds in the Bodyguard. The, dude, I have not seen the it. Bodyguards, the Hitman's Bodyguard. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Like I you haven't know, seen it either, but I heard like it's getting a sequel, so I'm assuming it did all right. I gotta go. I gotta, yeah. I have to watch that. Um, so, so when I was looking at buddy comedies, dude, I had forgotten about this, but they did a parody of Lethal Weapon called Loaded Weapon. What? With Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson? No Do way. You remember that? No. What? Yeah, it's like a it's a National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, uh-huh. and it's. Uh, Emilio Estevez and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, but it's one of those. What? Yeah, it's one of those like um, those. Uh, Is it like, you know, an, like, airplane, like a like airplane like, like those, a naked gun? Yeah, there it goes. That's what I was trying to remember. Right now, like naked gun. Uh, dude, I gotta I gotta look for it now, dude. Because I saw that. Oh my like, gosh, I didn't even heard of that, dude. Samuel L. Jackson's name in that movie is Wes Luger. <laughs> yes, and Emilio Estevez is Jack Colt. Nice. <laughs> William Shatner's in this movie too. General Mortars. <laughs> nice. And Kathy Ireland is Destiny Demeanor. <laughs> yes. Uh, dude, I gotta, that, 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 I says en- that tells you enough. That tells you everything you need to know about that. Yeah, dude. Wow, okay. I, that's funny. Uh, so, all right. So, to end it, or to end, end this part of the discussion real quick. Who is your favorite buddy comedy? Um, shoot. Uh, who's my favorite buddy comedy? Uh, I think, you know what? I'll say this, and it hasn't even come out yet, but it's my most anticipated one, and it's the Falcon and Winter Soldier, dude. That's one of the... Uh, because they, Disney Plus, I think, is doing it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Disney Plus is doing it, and they had like it was such a small moment in uh, in uh, what was it, Civil, Civil War? War, that uh, like it, but it, it just like it was so small that it just like put that seed in my mind that like I need more of this, dude, and I wanted to like this pairing is going to be fantastic. So that's one that I for sure would want to see more of and that I'm, like, anticipating. But my favorite, like, it's hard not to go with the classic, dude. I think uh, freaking Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, Riggs and Murtar is probably one of the more iconic uh, pairings, at least for me, um, in terms of, like, buddy cop type movies. Yeah, I'll go with that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I wish we could have gotten more of this pairing. Mm. And maybe I'm just being nostalgic. And in truth, when you look at this movie, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. But I'm still going to go with it. Tangle and Cash. 
Yeah. Sylvester Stallone and Kurt yeah, Russell. Yeah, dude. Why couldn't we have more of these two together, dude? True that. I, right? that. Dude, I totally like, I didn't even think of that, but yes, dude, Tang- that movie and Cash, dude. is terrible, dude. It's but a- those characters, like the way that they work together, it was like so perfect, dude. It was such a great, like, like that movie is worth its weight in gold because of those two characters like, like, Kurt alone. Kurt Russell is amazing still. I still love Kurt Russell, dude. He's, oh, heck yeah. He's dope. And Kurt Russell's like the, you know, uh, play it loose cop who doesn't care, has a mm-hmm. dirty house or whatever. And Sylvester Stallone is the one that wears the suits all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. the book. But it's like an awesome cop. And of course, he's like freaking buff. Right, but right. But he's like, you know, all like... Uh, very neat and organized and everything. So it was a crazy pairing with those two. But it was still... Okay, the movie's... The movie's... But it's like... 80s bad. 80s bad. I was going to say, dude. But it's still good. Yeah. To me, it's like still good. I still have... No doubt. Fun watching that movie. So, I mean, Tango and Cash, dude, was one of my favorite buddy comedies. Yes, dude. I it's totally not, forgot about that, but it's, yeah. It's nowhere near Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford, but it's... Uh, it's still very good. Yeah, <laughs> still for fun sure. to watch, dude. Oh snap! Fun to watch, dude. Dude, if you guys that that's your homework for this week, people. If you guys get an opportunity, I don't even know where you would find this movie. I don't know if you can. I don't know if it, I don't think it's on Netflix, but if it, just try your best. It's probably on YouTube, honestly. Like I'm sure you can find this whole movie on YouTube. If you get a chance to watch this movie, freaking watch it. The, when they escape from jail. Amazing, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's, and, you know why? Because that set up like years and years and years of like, of, of like, like, oh, should we do it? Should we not do it? Like as a kid, you're like, dude, let's like, let's try it. Like put, put your belt around the, like a rope or something like that and try to like zip line your way down to like from your garage roof down to like your, to the floor. Yeah. I, I could say we tried that before yeah. and it did not work. It didn't work the same way like in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or at least it wasn't as cool because it wasn't raining and stuff. And looked all <laughs> exactly. crazy. But um, dope yeah, movie dude. though, dope movie. I, I still That's enjoy a that good movie. One. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So I wanted to do one more thing before we leave. We didn't we didn't talk a lot about the Fox and or Disney buying Fox out and now having um, control of the Fox movies such mm. as uh, X Men. Because it's uh, official. Deadpool. Uh, and the one I wanted to talk about was Fantastic Four, dude. Ooh. And honestly, dude, Fantastic Four deserves a good movie, man. It does. It, de- it deserves a movie by Marvel. Because, you know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. do it right. They'll do it with care. I mean, the Fantastic Four is one of the most important, iconic um comic book properties but also families in or a family in the comic book world yeah. and so they're huge man Fantastic and they have so many is- connections to like so many great villains too like you know the well, like galactus and and the scrolls now and that they're captain marvel's introduced carries like silver surfer doctor doom like those are all like closely connected to the fantastic four dude so it is kind of a shame that and and Marvel has done a good job of introducing like the scrolls through like Captain Marvel, um, and, and I'm sure I that's my theory. I feel like Galactus is next, because um, after Thanos, like how how much bigger can you get than a freaking planet eater like Galactus? Yeah. Um, but I feel like through that maybe they're gonna segue through 
to freaking the Fantastic Four. Oh, I just hope so, dude. I hope so. So we we were like, okay, look, we were talking about Drax. The reason it came up because I was thinking about um, uh, Dave Bautista, and uh, he's you know obviously he's like starting to branch out. He's he's starting to get you know be, become a a big star, and would he be would he be uh, somebody that would be the thing, right? Mm. The, the, you know, would he be the thing? Interesting. So, um, I mean, I don't think so. But uh, that that would be my <laughs> thing. But it started giving me like the idea of, okay, what if we recast the movie ourselves? Let's recast because the first gimme, dude, the first one, easy, right? Mister Fantastic, Reed Richards. Come on, there's no other person to. I mean, play it's not Reed even a, it's not even an argument. It's not a debate. No. It's like we've seen this picture everywhere. Yeah, this is pretty much cast already. Come on, Marvel! It's already the work is done. It's already just give them the freaking part it's already. One fourth of your casting is done already. Right, right. Freaking John Krasinski as it's perfect. Reed Richards. Boom. We should put up. We should. We need it. We need to post that picture. Post it up and say, people, that's it. It's perfect. Perfect. Now, what you were talking about earlier, I'm using my beta report powers for that, just to make it official. Just to like, because it's basically, it's like practically already, essentially already, uh, uh, definitely already uh, made official in all of our minds. But now we just got to make it like official in terms of like, Money and contracts and all that stuff. Just make that full sign already, dude. Just, just tell him, hey, you know what? We want you in this movie. We don't have no script, but you're. We it. know we're gonna film. You're but it. You're Reed Richards. Like that's yeah. all, dude. That's it, I dude. Wish that's he all. should just start doing all the like the Avengers like press conferences and stuff already as Reed Richards. Just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm in this movie, dude. It'd be funny if like they're like, uh, what are you doing here, dude? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm I'm Reed Richards, man. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't even stray so far away from like. From from his front door, and just cast Emily Blunt as a uh, freaking Invisible Woman, dude. Might as well just do it. Yes, do. Who who? Emily Blunt. Have her as Sue Richards. Yes, dude. I'm down with that, dude. Why not? It's like the, we, we that's know, already done. We know that they can. They work, work well together. together. They work uh, together and they do well. So, all right. So, dude. Okay. Wow, I, th- I didn't think it was going to be this easy. I mean, that, th- th- those two are just too easy. We have our Reed Richards, and we have the Visible Woman, Sue Richards, right? Yep. So now we got two more. We got uh, the Human Torch, right? Yep. And the Thing. So who do we want as a Human Torch? Um, You know what, dude? I think I might... Uh Excuse me. I think I might go with. Um, it might not be a popular opinion. Might not be a popular choice, but I feel like he has the cockiness. He has the, he has the the uh, persona. The, like I feel like this is what the Human Torch needs. I'm gonna go with Zac Efron, dude. I'm gonna go with Zac Efron as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Yep. I know my wife would say, yeah. But I feel like he kind of has, like, that cockiness. Uh, like I said, he has, like, it, what um, what uh, Chris Evans was trying to do originally, just kind of be like that, you know, like that loose cannon bad boy type of character. I feel like Zach Efron could do that, dude, in spades. 
easily. He already did it in Baywatch. Just set that fool on fire. Basically, just basically play the same just, character. Just set him on fire. Yeah, dude, you'd we're be, good to go. You be Johnny Storm. Yup. I could. I guess I could see that. I could. I could. I could see that. Hmm. And are we playing him super young, or I know because he's not that. I don't think uh, Zach Efron's super young anymore, right? He's like no, he's like maybe like his mid thirties or something like that, right? But he still looks younger than John Krasinski. No, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, like, you know, at this point, uh, you know, would like he would be out in like space already and stuff, so you can't really like play him like that young. You know yeah, what I mean? No, yeah, that's true. Zach Efron is a. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mind have have him. I feel like he's like in a good place. He's like not. He's like not too old, but not too young either. So you just kind of like he can carry this sort of right franchise for like you know carry this franchise for a couple of years. Same with all these guys. They're not like old or anything. Like they're still relatively young. Yeah, I would imagine that they would open it up to maybe other actors that we don't know, you know, new new people around. But mm-hmm. uh I Zach Efron, I'm 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 down I'm down with it, dude. Dang dude, three for three. I like it, dude. You're on you're on fire, dude. All right, for what about Ben Grimm? Do the thing. This is hard. Like who would we Literally. Oh, I see what you did there. Puns, bro. Puns for days. Um Zam, this is a little bit harder because I feel like the, although like in the in the uh, most recent Fantastic Four, they didn't, you know, because it's it's like a weird thing. It's like, do you go because obviously it's gonna be like a CGI character. I doubt that they're gonna do the OG Fantastic thing where they're gonna put someone in a suit, like they uh, did with uh, like they did with Michael Chiklis, <laughs> and then. Uh, and but then it's like so then does that open up the door for someone like you know so like a someone who doesn't necessarily look like that character like um I forget what it's not Ben Foster but I forget what his name is but actually Ben Foster is actually a pretty good one now that I think about it um wasn't he this no he wasn't the one in the movie right this no, no 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 uh I feel like I feel like I I can see. Ben Foster as the thing because like I said it would be like a CGI character but I like I feel like he has like that he can have like that gruffiness to him he can kind of have like that that uh you know that that bit of a like a like kind of gritty like kind of yeah uh stone cold yeah yeah I could see that I could see type that. attitude yeah yeah I could see that Rough around the edges, uh, like Tom Hardy. Like Tom, nah, dude, you can't throw Tom Hardy <laughs> on everything, dude. Dude, he could be a um, version of the Thing and Venom. I'm just kidding. At the same time? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, that'd be crazy. I know, right? Uh, no, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, dude, I, but Ben Foster would be good. I think that'd be pretty dope, actually. Now that I think about it. Dang, dude, I'm just gonna write this movie with all these characters in mind, dude. Just do it, man. I'm gonna just do it. That's it. Just I'm gonna just, turn in this script to Marvel today. Just right now, dude. ASAP. It's already done. Google Docs. Send it to somebody. We have to have a Doctor Doom, right? 
I feel like it's only. I don't know though, because Marvel's kind of sneaky like that too. Like they they sort of shy away from uh, putting the most like conventional object. choices uh, usually. Um, but yeah, I feel like the easiest route to take in that sense would be like putting Doctor Doom in this movie. And we kind of talked about it earlier today that you know Marvel has kind of it, it has like a monopoly on like most A list actors. Like they've taken all these actors well actually because of them maybe some of them have become a-list actors through this um uh definitely like chris evans because he, he like before Cap taking on captain america it wasn't like he was doing a lot of movies what was it like cellular was probably like his cellular. was probably like his biggest hit or whatever before that's a terrible and like fantastic four too but um uh but i was saying i think somebody like you know, if they wanted to go this route, honestly, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio as Doctor Doom. To me, that's like my dream choice uh, because I feel like Doctor Doom, like they've they've done that character so wrong. But like he has like like he's a freaking like like emperor of his own country or something like that, right? Like so, he has to be a larger than life like this huge type of persona, this huge type of character, um, and I feel like. Leonardo DiCaprio can bring that out of him, dude. So right now that you mentioned Leo DiCaprio, like, yeah, he's like, it's funny, like, we were talking earlier, um, earlier today, we were talking about uh, actors that are not in the Marvel Universe uh, because uh, just recently it's been out that uh, Angelina Jolie's in talks to star in the Eternals uh, movie that Marvel's coming out with, with their Phase 4 movies. And uh, I mean, she's a big name, obviously. Yeah. And so we that kind of made us think, wow. So what other other actors that are, haven't been in the Marvel universe? And we came up with, of course, Leo DiCaprio has never been. And we even thought, well, he probably doesn't fit in with those type of movies. But then we're like, what about Doctor Doom? You know. And mm-hmm. like, but then we don't have like like there's no Tom Cruise. Obviously, he's got his own franchise. But would he be in a in a Marvel movie? That'd be crazy. Like, where would we? Where would he be in, you know? Yeah. And then um, there's just other actors. Because even when you go back and look at, like you said, actors that are in Marvel movies, some are like real A-list. You know, Anthony Hopkins is in in a mm-hmm. Marvel movie. Uh, Kate Blanchett is in a Marvel movie. Uh, um, just just so many of these, a, like you said, A-list actors. Natalie Portman has been in a you know movie. So many of these Academy Award winners are in Marvel movies. Yeah, so dude. it's uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. There you go. Too. Tilda Swinton. It's just just crazy, right? So, like, who? It's like almost every actor is gonna yeah, be dude. in a Marvel movie somehow. Bring freaking I don't know. Tom Hanks is gonna be Galactus, dude. Tom Hanks is gonna be freaking the Silver Surfer. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's that actually be funny, right, dude? Uh, you Hanks. could be the new Professor X, dude. You just cannot. <laughs> His face would be just oh, like, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, I guess that's. Uh, I guess there's like, you know, some of those, uh, some characters that, so, or some actors that maybe just are meant fit, for this sort of thing, dude. Right? It just won't fit. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be a hard one to cast. Like, where would you put freaking uh, Tom Hanks in? Who would be, which, who would be the perfect Tom Hanks uh Character Marvel character, yeah. 
I don't know, man. Dang. That's who would he? I don't <laughs> I can't. It'd be hard because he's so like, he's, so, he's, done, he's done so many movies that it, you just, uh, it would just be hard to, to see him in a Marvel movie trying to play a different character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. It would have to be something we've n- never thought of, dude. Just just because it'd be hard to. It, it would take you out of the movie, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. I th- I feel the same way, like with Tom. You Cruise, no are thing. a toy. Like I can't picture him <laughs> saying that to Woody? anybody else, dude. See him as Woody. That's funny, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should leave that to. The listeners, man, give us a, a movie you think Tom Hanks would be good in. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. We put in there. What what Marvel character can Tom Hanks play? Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. It would be funny if we put it out there and then like they pick it up. Yeah, dude. We find him to put it in a movie. We should post that, dude. That's awesome. That's a good way to end the episode. We're gonna end the episode right there with what Marvel movie should Tom Hanks be in? <laughs> and you tell amazing. us. Put it out there and tell us where what would he fit into. That's awesome. We'll see what kind of responses we get <laughs> for sure, man. So, anyways, thank you guys for sticking with us today. Um, Only one episode this week. Yeah, one episode this week. We'll be back to two next week. Uh, once uh, Uno is back, he's uh, traveling this week. So, uh, it's only Jay and me today. But uh, next week, we'll have uh, two shows, a lot more material. We'll be talking about, oh, guys, real quick, pick of the week. There's only, the one, there's only one pick of the week this week. Jake, I'm sorry. Do it again. Pick of the week. Only one pick of the week. Jake, can you guess what the pick of the week pick is? The, oh, they're going to ask me to do that again. Uh, no, I don't know what it is. Go. Game of Thrones is back oh, this Sunday, schnizzles. baby. There's only one thing we care about, and that's Game of Thrones coming out on Sunday. So Ooh, can't wait to talk n- about that. Nothing else, nothing else <laughs> we can uh, recommend out there for this weekend. So make sure to check that out and make sure to come back for our reactions to the first episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we'll be talking boy. about that next week. Uno will be back in the house. Uh, and uh, I know we had promised you a uh, uh, guest host. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not really a host, but a guest on the show. But we couldn't. Uh, things fell through next week. But we'll, we will have him soon. He will be back and joining us pretty soon. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a bit. We just—that's just gonna be a bit, dude. Where you just keep oh, promising dude, a we, special guest, and no one ever comes on. We didn't have enough time for our guest. We're sorry. Yeah, dude, the whole Matt Damon thing. Uh, that's I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for all our listeners out there, everywhere, wherever you're at. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure to hit our. Social media sites or pages or whatever at the Beta Report <laughs> uh, on Instagram or Twitter or uh, the Facebook, the Facebook. And as always, like we say every week, please uh, uh, go down to our uh, our iTunes and hit us up with a little five star review. You know what I'm saying? Let the people know what this whole podcast is about, why you like it. Um, share it with all your friends. Tell them to leave their own five-star reviews. Uh, and notice, we, we ain't trying to ask for no uh, four-star, four-and-a-half stars. No, you go all the way to five stars. Don't be stingy with them stars. Just give us all them stars so that we can keep moving up these charts. Guys, we want to move from 3,562,243. Uh, and we want to be down to... 
3,562,242. Damn. Yeah. I was waiting, dude. I was practicing I was that waiting. all day today. <laughs> for sure. So be back next week, people. We want to hear from you. Be sure to let us know. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We always like to interact with you guys. And thank you so much. Till next week, this is the con. This is Jay. And this is the beta report. Peace.